Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Opposite Field Outlook. I am Jack. That is Andrew. Uh, we are chilling on this that Monday night. Uh, Andrew, how are you doing today? Good, man. Uh, got back from a water polo meeting. Going to be doing that my fall semester for freshman year. Trying to stay active. Uh, stay as swole as Bartolo Colon uh, for the Mets. Uh, yeah. He's definitely an alpha male. I'm only hoping to be like him. But yeah, just doing my thing, getting through classes. Oh, yes. Uh, yeah, just uh, living it up, you know. Uh, I went to a couple bars two weeks ago and this week. So college is fun for sure. How about you, Jack? How you college doing? College is a great time. I agree. I'm having a great time. I'm tired all the time, though, because I make poor, <laughs> poor choices about when I should go to bed. Like, even when I don't go out, it's like 1 a.m. is fine, and then I have a 9 a.m. class, which is fine. It's just something that I got to get good at. Yeah, Uh, I'm sure everyone is doing the same thing anyway. uh, The bus system here at KU is kind of mid sometimes, so we have to walk up the hill. And I know it's like Kansas. Oh, there's no hills in Kansas. Uh, The university is on a hill. I'm from California. So I know what hills are. I'm, this is not just the people of Kansas like saying, "Oh, it's a hill," and it's really scary. No, it's 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 an actual hill. Um, that sucks. Yeah, I still have to figure out the bus system. I have to do my uh, bi-monthly Walmart run, yep. so I can get like pop tarts and stuff. So um, yeah, I still gotta figure that one out. Recently consumed. That is insane. Which flavor? Moments. It was just the, the classic one, whatever the classic one is called, like strawberry. Strawberry. Yeah. I know. So good. We're living large out here. I had cherry today. Cherry. Don't try cherry. I am Not having the time of my life in KU. If anyone wants to, you should uh, follow KU underscore marching bones. That's the Instagram. <laughs> that's where it's at. Uh, that's where all of our good times are posted. Uh, our first football game is this Friday, not Saturday. That's weird. It is weird. It's because KU was fucking ass, and so no one wants to watch <laughs> them on TV. <laughs> so, oh so they put them on Friday instead, which you know, I'm fine with. Whatever. I probably get out of English. Who are they playing? They're playing uh, Tennessee Tech. Like the the ESPN the ESPN like percentage predictor thing is uh, like 98% in favor of KU. <laughs> yeah, it's we're unreal. Community college, that's crazy. Yeah, so we're uh, playing. Uh, we're playing Kentucky in Kentucky, so we're gonna get smacked. But it'll be good. I'm doing the radio program for Miami, so I'm gonna be doing broadcasting and stuff. That's so cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I'm doing pregame for next week. Uh, it's against Robert Morris at the M, so that's gonna be fun. So we'll. I'll keep you guys posted for that. That's sick. Mm-hmm. Uh, Not as cool as the bones, though. Yeah, the I marching bones are better. Um, we yeah, just had a sure. rehearsal outside in the heat. I think it was a solid Ooh. like ninety-two degrees outside, and the humidity oh, in Kansas right now is eighty-one percent. So we are chilling outside in the sun during marching band. It is one of the the. The more uh, physically exerting things that I've ever done, and I spent an entire summer training out in California to be the greatest pitcher of all time. Uh, and I spent a summer in cross country, so uh, 
it's obviously not the most physically demanding thing ever, but a marching band isn't it isn't easy either. Uh, went to a party. Oh. Gave someone a ride because I don't drink. I gave someone a ride. Uh, on the way back, they had a solo cup full of stuff. There's a cop Ooh. just following me. I'm like, ah, oh my god, come on. Yeah, we can't, we can't be doing this right now. And I didn't get pulled over, so we're chilling. Um, yeah, that's the cop is following you. You have to juke him out at the very last second. I know. And then run a red, and then he'll never get you. Exactly. Cops can't run red lights. Mm-hmm. Anyway. I cannot wait for the first football game. It's going to be sick. That'll be so fun. Let's do the American League. I'll do the standings. Yeah, let's do it, guys. Um, sorry, not going to talk like a nerd now. Uh, um, start off, uh, Royals beat the Mid-Sox 6-4. Drew Waters drew a bases loaded walk, and the Royals won a close one 6-4 against Chicago. Uh, Yankees beat Little Brother Stuck in the basement and sweep the Subway Series for two to nothing sweep against the Mets. Game one, Judge hits his 47th bomb, and the Yankees get through Scherzer and the Mets four to two. Game two, same score, different result. Sorry, same score, different day. Judge hits his 40th dong, and the Yankees win four to two, sweeping the series in the Bronx. Uh, Rays take all four from the Angels. Game one, Rosarena's fifth dinger. Fifth inning dinger helps the Rays beat the Angels 2-1. Rays clobber the Angels 11-1. Trout gets a solo homer, so cookie, little cookie for him. Um, but the Rays win that one 11-1. Game three, Harold Ramirez gets a walk-off two-run double in the 11th. The Rays defeat the Angels 4-3. Game four, Drew Rasmussen wins his third start in a row, over the, and the Rays win 8-3, sweeping the Angels. Uh, Rangers win 2-1. Against the Twins and Boston leaves the game. Um, Adolis Garcia continues the rake. Um, Boston left the game with a hip injury, and Texas wins two to one. Uh, Marlins take two of three in Oakland. Um, Edward Cabrera for the Marlins remains dominant, and the Fish win three to nothing. Their first win in Oakland since 2017. So that is a little bit of ESPN trivia for you guys at home. Um, game two, Pablo Lopez returns to his early season form. Anderson homers and the Fish win five to three. Game three, Sky Bolt gets a walk off sack fly, and the A's beat the Marlins four to three and ten. Uh, I feel like all the A's players are like computer generated players. Like I did not know any of these players, but Sky Bolt, uh, if you're an A's fan, there you go. Um, or that was my RA. <laughs> Orioles. <laughs> Orioles take two of three to the most boring team in baseball, the White Sox in Baltimore. Yeah. Um, every episode, I seem to roast a different MLB team, and the White Sox are going to be that team today. Game one, Mountcastle rakes off seas, and the O's win an exciting one, five to three. Game two, Giolito and Gavin Sheets do their thing and win a tough one in Baltimore, five to three. Game three, Anthony Santander said that wrong, but. He plays hero and walks it off for the O's in 11th, and they win 4-3. O's have been really hot lately. Um, Tigers and Giants each take a game in a two-game set in Detroit. I'll just tell the score because no one really cares about these teams. Uh, I certainly don't. Um, game one, Giants win 3-1 to one, Rodon or Strong. Game two, Tigers get a rare win, mm-hmm. winning 6-1. to one. 
you don't see many of those in Detroit, that's for sure. Um, Jays take all three in Beantown. Game one, JBJ against his former team, sparks an eight-run third inning, um, which gives the Jays a 9-3 win. Game two, Springer gets three hits and an RBI double in the 10th, which helps the Jays win 3-2. Uh, game three, this was a fun one for sure. Jordan Romano, he pitches his way out of a bases loaded. No out jam in the 10th, and the Jays win the series 6-5 to five in that one. So that was, I bet, <laughs> cardiac arrest for a lot of Toronto Blue Jays fans. But um, Jordan Romano, he's got that dog in him, and the Jays win that one. Uh, D-backs and Royals each split a game, a two-game set in Kansas City. Uh, Christian Walker continues to produce for the Snakes. He had three hits in the first game, and the D-backs win 7-3. to um, Bobby Witt in game two. He homer caps off a five-run seventh inning to give the Royals a 5-3 to win. Um, all I got to say is Brady Singer is a stud. Um, should be good for the Royals in the future for sure. Um, Astros have an excellent homestand, taking all three from Minnesota. Game one, Verlander has six no-hit innings, and the Astros won 4-2. Game two, Altuve and Mancini. That sounds weird. They each homer, and Valdez remains strong. The Astros win 5-3. to Game three, Mancini once again. He had a three-run dong. The Astros sweep the struggling tease. I'm not going to call them the Twins because they haven't won many recently. Um, they win that one 6-3. Uh, Mariners and the Walgreens, they each take a game in a two-setter. Game one, Robbie Ray has a no-hit bid in the seventh, and the Ams win 4-2. Game two, Vargas hits a go-ahead two-run homer in the ninth. And the Washington Walgreens win that one 3-1. Um, now let's go to the weekend series. I had a lot. Um, <laughs> Mariners continue to surge, winning 3-4 against a potential playoff matchup in the Guardians. Game one, Ams win 3-1. Mitch Hanniger's first inning three-run homer did the deed for them. Super cool stuff there. Game two, Witch Wanniger once again walks it off with a game-winning single in the 11th for a 3-2 Seattle win. So Witch Wanniger putting the team on his back right there. Um, game three, Jay Ram and the Guardians take care of this dingy Seattle pen winning 4-3. And then in game four, Robbie Ray, he remains dominant, blanking Cleveland. 4-2-0, um, so the Mariners win that series. Um, now let's go over to Oakland. Yankees cannot solve the A's in Oakland, and they split a four-game set, 2-2. Two two. Uh, game one, Stanton returns, and the Yankees come out firing, winning 13-4. Game two, Cole fans, 11, hopeless A's, and Judge hits his 49th homer, and the Yankees win close one, 3-2. Game three, A's hold the Yankees to just one hit, but Mayhew's error gives the A's the game-winning um, hit, and they win 3-2 to two in that one. Game four, A's keep New York's bats cold, and they win 4-1, to one, splitting the series there in Oakland. Um, now let's go over to uh, the Angels. Out of all the teams, the Angels come into Toronto, and they win all three. Um, game one, Trout sets the Angels' scoring record, and they easily win 12 to nothing. What is this, April? That doesn't happen very often, but they put it together for sure. Game two, Otani pitches his way to a 2 to nothing Angels win. Game three, Otani and Trout each homer, helping the Angels sweep the Jays by winning 8-3. to three. Um, Angels fans, plan the parade because the Angels are winning it all. Um, 
<laughs> Rays cannot get it done in Boston. They lose two of three. Uh, game one, Bogert's homers. The Red Sox won a fun one, nine to eight. Game two, Rich Hill, Dick Mountain, he fans 11. And Boston best, Tampa five to one. Game three, Isaac Paredes said that wrong. Um, he hits two homers over the Green Monster. And the Rays win 12 to four. Um, Tigers take two of three in Arlington. Game one, Rangers win 7-6. Game two, Tigers smack the Rangers 11-2. Game three, Adolis Garcia, he's been hot. He had a hit streak, and it ends at 23 games. Tigers win a fun one, 9-8. O's stay on course, winning two of three in Houston. Game one, rookie Kyle Bradish pitches a gem, and the O's win two to nothing. Game two, Santander, Hayes, Kramer, all healthy O's to beat the juggernaut Astros. Three to one, winning the series. Uh, game three, same score, different result. Verlander leaves after three. So scary injury there for the Astros. Um, they squeak past the O's, winning three to one. Um, Padres take two of three in Kansas City. Game one, Friar clobbers. Friars clobber the Royals, winning 13 to five. Game two, um, Padres win four to three. Game three, Royals absolutely demolish Hader, and the Padres winning 15 to seven. Hader dishes up six earned runs. He now has a 27.51 ERA with San Diego. So that is Milwaukee, they're playing five-dimensional chess when they made that trade. And San Diego's stuck in the dark ages playing checkers. So definitely <laughs> losing that trade so far. Uh, Twins bounce back and take all three from the Giants, doing the Dodgers a huge favor there. Um, game one, Twins and the losing streak. They win only by nine to nothing. Game two, um, Tees beat the Giants three to two and ten. Uh, Celestino walked with the bases loaded. Um, kind of embarrassing for the Giants. And in game three, Jake Cave, another MLB the show, um, random num- random generated person. He drove in four, and the Twins finished the sweep of San Fran by winning eight to three. I'm pretty sure that was like 15 or 25 series, whatever it was. It was a lot of series, but we got through it. Super fun week for American League Baseball. That's going to do it for American League. That's a lot of American League baseball, Andrew. Mm-hmm. A lot more than I'm used to, that's for sure. Yeah, I, I was... Yeah, do was not get out stuff. of my bed for Rangers and Tigers and yeah, D-backs. Yeah, that's not it. Exactly. <laughs> um, let's talk American League standings. And New York Yankees are seven and a half games ahead of the Tampa Bay Rays. They're nine games ahead of the Blue Jays, and ten and a half ahead of the Orioles. Things are returning to what you might... Well, not really returning. Things are what you'd expect in the East right now, with the Red Sox being ass, and the Baltimore Orioles. They are three and a half games over five hundred right now. No one saw that coming. Get out there. Know, no right? one saw that one coming. In the Central, the Cleveland Guardians are on top of the division. That's kind of weird. The Twins made some huge moves at the deadline, and they're still two games back, and the White Sox are five games out of first place in that division. The, the Royals and the Tigers are irrelevant, so uh, there might be a wild card from this division. I mean, the odds are not really there right now, but it's possible. And uh, it's looking like it's going to be the Twins or the Guardians, depending on if the Twins can catch up. I mean, I'd say this is going to be a really fun race, but it's like two teams from the Central. It's so boring. So, uh, neither of those teams are really that remarkable. And, surprise, surprise, in the West, the Astros lead... They are 11 and a half games up. I am filled with disgust every single time I hear that. 
The Seattle Mariners are in second place. They are 11 and a half out of first. Safe to say they are not catching up. The division race is over. The mm-hmm. Texas Rangers are 23 back of the Astros. The Angels are 26 and a half back of the That's Astros. Depressing. And the Oakland Athletics are 34 games back of the Astros. A quiet 34 games, but... Yeah. That's tough. They are not the worst team in baseball. Mm-hmm. Which is astounding to me. <laughs> it's really just unreal that they're not the worst team in baseball. Tank is real. Uh, that's your American League standings. Later, I will do the National League. And uh, there ain't shit in the National League. I think there were like 10 series total that were played in home ballparks in the really? National League. It's, that's I can count right now, but it's like not that many. One, two, three, four, five, six... 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. Sorry, 12 home series in the National League for uh, a week of games, which is kind of insane. Uh, anything fun in the American League happen? Besides Hold what on. you mentioned I was just count- weekend. I was just counting the series. American League had 19 series. Yeah, so that's why uh, Andrew's recap is going to be much, much longer than mine is. Mm-hmm. But we got through it. Um, fun things that happened in the American League. Um, I thought, um, well, I was in a bar, so I kind of saw, like, the the games and stuff. I thought the the, a, the O's and the Astros, that was a super fun series. Um, O's came in as underdogs, and they beat the Astros. That was pretty surprising. I don't think beginning of the season probably no, no one would have predicted that. that yeah. Mm-hmm. But they they showed up. Um, I think next year is their big year for sure. Um, also another fun one. I think the Guardians and the, the Mariners. That was a super fun series. Um, like I said, Mitch Haniger um, putting the team on his back. Uh, say, literally like a couple days or a couple hours like after that. Uh, J. Rod gets the bag. He's a Mariner, basically for life. That is, that's super huge. Um, There's a lot of asterisks on that contract, though. Which yeah, we'll talk about later. I think, right? Uh huh. There, there's definitely like specifics, but super this, big win for the yeah. Mariners fans. I don't think like, I don't know, like, their prospect pool isn't the greatest, but if they get to retain a player like that, that's super huge for them. So for sure, just like, I think. Really, the wild card race is going to be super entertaining. Wild card race is going to be great. Might come yeah, down. Sure. Might come down to the last day, like it did last time. Mhm. Yeah. Super exciting, though, for sure. How about you? You see anything in the American League? Uh, the only thing that I really noticed in the American League is that um, we see what happens when Trout and Otani are uninjured, and uh, we we can really make a note of who is doing well in the Angels and who is not doing well in the Angels. Uh, the pitching staff is doing well. I think Toronto scored two runs in the whole series. And uh, Mike Trout and Shohei Otani are doing really well. And that's it. The rest of the offense isn't really there right now. Flat. Just leaping. The Angels made some moves. Uh, one of the pitchers that they traded, uh, Noah Syndergaard for, has just been cut from the team. He's been released. Wait, what? Chavez... Wait, Syndergaard's been cut from the Phillies? No, you dunce. Oh. The guy the guy, the Angels got. <laughs> oh, gotcha. gotcha. Yeah, the Angels. 
I was watching that baseball bits that came out yesterday, and it's like, uh, Greg, Greg Maddox threw a 78-pitch complete game, which is pretty impressive. No, Syndergaard threw like a 70... 78. Yeah, 78-pitch 70, complete game. No, Syndergaard threw like a 74-pitch complete game or something, but it was like that, that shitty game that went like five innings and then got rained out, and so they just called oh, yeah. it. And he also gave up five runs, so it was like... <laughs> That game is one of my favorite statistical games ever, where, like, the pitcher gets all this, like, wacky shit, and it's like, yeah, he pitched five innings, and he did terribly, though. Anyway, I'm going to put on my Salt Lake hat, which means the headphones come off, so don't say anything super important, and then uh, we will talk National League Baseball. All right, yeah. I Anyways, um, right remember Please that one time that. when... Um, the Dodgers traded for Mookie Betts. That was pretty sick. Um, huh? I think that move puts the Dodgers over the... Not, it's nothing. Um, but, yeah. Dodgers are best Anyways, in baseball. Best in baseball, yeah. I don't know if you heard that, but... In the National League, in chronological order, because I am that guy, Atlanta visits Pittsburgh. They complete the expected three-game sweep of the Pirates. Ozuna from the Braves is booed in his very <laughs> first home at bat. That's later this. Uh, that's later in this recap, Ooh. but uh, whatever. Uh, Rizzi and Urquidy both pitch well for the Braves. I think I said their names right. Oh well. The Reds visit Philly. They also get swept huge L for them. Noah Syndergaard continues to pitch well for the Phils, and the Reds continue to suck. The Cards visit the Cubs. They play the ever-elusive five-game set. They split a doubleheader, and the Cards take three out of five. Uh, four Cardinals players in two weeks have had kids and gone on paternity leave. That's a fun statistic. Thanks, Bob Nightingale. Uh, Albert is making the push for 700 home runs. Brewers take on the best team in baseball in L.A., and the Brewers are they're having a tough time right now. Uh, they drop two of three as they seem more and more likely to miss the playoffs with each passing day. The Dodgers cannot be stopped. Gonsolin is on I.L. now. That's tough. The Rangers go to Colorado, what the fuck, and split two. <laughs> two non-contending teams, you know what that means. This shit is boring. The Guardians take on the Padres in San Diego, and the Padres get wrecked. They score one run in two games, and the Guardians score ten. Josh Hader is stripped of his closing role. That's mm-hmm. tough for him. Weekend time. Dodgers go to Miami. The Marlins have lost two of three so far. The fourth game is being played right now. This schedule ruins me. My recaps are so bad stupid. because of this schedule. The Dodgers win game one in 10 innings after scoring five runs in the top of the 10th. Alcantara throws a one-run complete game. Uh, as he does, Crazy. he gives the Marlins their one win so far. Who's winning that game right now, by the way? Uh, two to two in the eighth inning. That's fun. The Reds yep. visit the Nationals for the series of the year, and Patrick Corbin of the Nationals... Gets the first starting pitcher win for them in 43 games. He's the Dude, first starting pitcher to get a crazy. win in 43 games for the Nationals. Even though the Nats, they, they still lose two of three. Uh, they just brought up their prospect, Cade Cavalli. Uh, I don't know if he's supposed to be good, but he's their top prospect. Uh, Rockies visit City Field. Jermaine Marquez owns Max Scherzer in a great pitching duel. 
uh, during game three. The matchup ends one to zero. That's tough for uh, Mad Max. The Mets win this series three to one as they hope to extend their lead over the Berets. The Cubbies visit the Brew Crew, and the Cubs take two of three. Garrett Mitchell gets his first MLB hit and his first RBI in the same at bat, and Ian Happ is the only good player in Chicago. That's both teams. Atlanta takes Ooh. on the Cardinals. <laughs> Just like that, put that out there. Atlanta takes on the Cardinals in St. Louis, and the Cardinals take two from the three-game set. Jackson Stevens hit in the head by a line drive. We're talking about this later. Mm. And the Braves pitching all around lackluster this series. Pirates take on the Phillies after the short trip down to Philadelphia. They hit three triples in one of the games. Very cool. Uh, they still three, lose two wow. of three. Uh, it's huh. unfortunate, but expected when the Pirates play any team. Uh, that is the National League. Fun stuff. Fun yes, stuff sir. for sure. A lot of Dodgers dominance. I'm all for it. You know? That's what happens um, when you're the Dodgers. Mm-hmm. Buy whatever player you want. Win endless World Series. I'm all for it, you know. Uh, Who needs an even playing field? The Ian Happ comment was just a joke. I did not mean that Ian Happ is the only good player in all of Chicago. <laughs> that was that was not what I what meant. What about Wilson Contreras? That's what. That's why it was a joke, bro. No, what? dude. You gotta be like. You gotta say, they're a package deal. You know. You gotta. But like, if you said Wilson Contreras, Ian Happ. But yeah. Nah. I, I'm they're sure getting, they're getting traded to different it. teams. Sure, you know. They're oh. getting traded to different teams next off season. And then they're going to cry and give each other hugs in the dugout. Uh, any, Anyways, I don't watch a lot of National League games because I'm an Angels fan. I even mm-hmm. own an Angels AAA affiliate minor league team <laughs> hat. So... He's a super fan. Yes, sir. You know it. Uh, I don't know shit about the National League. Did anything silly happen? Anything fun? Yeah, so I was... Um, you were wondering, I was in a bar... Um, Wow, that's crazy. Weekend, you, know? you must be um, a freshman in college. You really sound like a crazy, freshman right? in college right now. Uh-huh. So um, we were in the mosh pit, right? Um, I forgot what was what the song was. It was some EDM song. Out of the corner of my eye, bases loaded, uh, bottom of the ninth, um, Braves, Cardinals, and St. Louis, Bush Stadium, um, former Dodger, Kenley Jansen, um, full count, he walks, I think the Cardinals that have sucks. been falling a little bit, I'm pretty sure. Or no, the Braves no, have been falling. Braves have been Braves have yeah, been choking Cardinals a little bit. have been on fire, so um I saw Kenley Jansen returning to his Dodgers postseason self. Um uh you get that sometimes. Um but the Braves they're in wildcard contention, they'll be fine. Um I also saw um watching the Dodgers games watch a lot of Dodger games out here since I'm out of the market. God, Bill Bickford sucks. Um, anyways, um, it was I think it was Marlins Dodgers. Um, they mic'd up Trey Turner. That's um, fun. Yeah, and then um, right as he was mic'd up, the pitcher threw at his head, and then, yeah, he stole uh, a base the very next pitch, so that happened. That's cool. So, mm-hmm. Uh, not getting really awesome, head, but that's yeah. So Trey Turner, Trey Turner is definitely a stud for sure. You got the standings, or am I gonna do them? Um, I'll do them. Okay. Um, starting in the NL East, 
The Mets are 82 and 47, 64% winning percentage. Um, uh, they're three games ahead of the Braves. Braves are 79 and 50 that game. That race is going to come down to the very end. Um, I'm here for it. 50, 61% winning percentage, three games back, seven and three in the last ten. So they're doing their stuff. Phillies are 72 and 56, uh, 56% winning percentage, nine and a half games back, 73 in the last ten. So top three in the you NL know, are definitely hot. Um, then come the Fish, the Marlins. They are 55 and 72, 43% winning percentage. Uh, only 26 back. I think they can make a postseason push, just like There's the Angels. 33 games left. <laughs> <laughs> yep. We'll see what happens. <laughs> They're three and seven in the last ten. Um, then we got the Washington Walgreens, the Nationals. They're 43 and 85. Um, worst record in the bigs. Yep. 38 and a half back. So I think they're officially eliminated. To really the surprise of no one. Four and six in the last ten, so they're better than the Marlins. Are they officially eliminated? How many games are left? Thirty-ish. Yeah, they're like thirty-nine back. They're pretty much done. They're they're twenty-six and a half out of the wild card. Okay. So, so not officially eliminated. Uh huh. Next week they will be. Yeah. Um, NL Central Cardinals are seventy-four and fifty-four. 58% winning percentage, 73 in the last 10. Uh, on their winning ways for sure. Brewers are 67 and 59 in second place. They're 53% winning percentage. Six games back, five and five in the last 10. Cubs are 55, 73. 19 back. Reds are 50 and 76. Uh, 23 back. And the Pirates are 48 and 79, 25 and a half back. Um, National League West, Dodgers, need I say more, Dodgers are 88 and 38, 69% winning percentage, about nice. to be 70% once they win tonight, um, 73 in the last time, Dodgers are doing Dodgers things, uh, Padres, Madres, they're 70 and 59, 11 games over 500, 19 and a half back, God, catch that, okay, caught it, um, 5 and 5 in the last 10, um, fighting for wild card contention. Um, we'll see what happens. The Giants are 61 and 65, 27 and a half, 27 back, uh, two and eight in the last ten. So the Giants are definitely skidding. D-backs are 59 and 67. Could leapfrog the Giants for third place, uh, six and four in the last ten. And the Rockies are 55, 74, 34 and a half back, four and six last ten. That's going to do it for the National League standings. So, uh, talking National League standings still, let's talk wild card. The Braves are plus 9, and the Phillies are plus 2.5. So that top wild card spot is either going to be the Mets or the Braves. Yeah. Whoever, it, whoever doesn't win that division, it's, we'll whoever be doesn't win that division is the number one wild card for sure. And it's mm. looking like the Phillies are going to be the number two wild card. Yep. And uh, it's either Padres or Brewers for number three. And that's it. That's the race. Like, The Giants aren't catching on. I don't think so. They're seven and a half games out of the wild card right now, and the way that they've been playing, it doesn't look like they're getting any closer. Yeah, that's for sure. So the Giants are all but out, which they should have sold all their players because there's a very yeah. slim chance of a deadline. So what did I tell you? Neil wanted to fight me. I told him that the Giants would not sell at the deadline because they believed they had hope. Uh-huh. 
Yeah. Yeah. At the time, it made sense. And they didn't sell at the deadline, and they, yeah, they ran out of hope real fast. I wasn't arguing that the Giants were going to be good. There's no fucking way they'd be good, but... But they just believed it. Yeah. Like the they fans, wanted to give the fans hope. Yeah, you can't you can't let the fans down like that after a 107 like win season. Right. Yeah. Uh-huh. You can't do that to the fans, so... Uh, totally. That's tough for the Giants, and now they don't have any pieces to sell next time, so they're just screwed for a little while. Is Rodon, can he leave after this season? I think so. Like, I think, oh he, I think he hit his innings. I think he hit his player option innings limit like two months into the season. Dude, you're joking. That's depressing. Yeah. But I'm glad because I hate the Giants. So, I guess Jock Peterson might also be dealt, too. I don't know what his contract is. Yes. I think it was one year. It was one year? Oh, I think so. Yeah, I think the Giants are just, like, fucking done. I think they're... So stupid. I think it's over. I'll look at this. Give me, yeah, give me the details on that one. Don't use your fingers on your screen. <laughs> I'm using my fingers to type as a touch screen. Uh, one year, six million. So yeah. he is... He's gone. gone. Mm-hmm. Rodon is probably gone, if I remember the details correctly. Rodon is Rogan. Yes, exactly. Uh, so the Giants are screwed. That's the mm-hmm. National League. Let's talk about some topics. Let's do it. Do we want to start with Artie, or do you want to start? Um, I think you can start. Okay. I'll hop on back into it. For some lukewarm topics, you know, not super Luke- hot. But... I have I have some scorching. <laughs> I have some scorching Slightly takes. lukewarm topics. Uh, Artie is selling the Angels. If that's the first you've heard of that, uh, you probably don't give a shit unless you're an Angels fan. <laughs> The Nats are still for sale, however. Which team is going to sell first? I think it's obviously... I think it's the Angels. I think mm-hmm. the Angels will be sold before the Nats are because the Angels have that, that attendance and they're the, they have a huge market. Um, and the obvious question is, what does this mean? For LeBron's legacy. Yeah, how will this affect LeBron's legacy? <laughs> really what I'm concerned with is how will this affect Shohei Otani's legacy? Uh, what what's gonna happen? There's so many question marks. There's so many philosophies from owners. Like, uh, the question is, will the city of Anaheim sell the stadium to the new owner? And I think they gotta, because otherwise the owner will take a serious look at moving the Angels. Oh, uh, yeah, you have to keep them in Orange County. The yeah, like, the mayor of Anaheim has to do everything that he possibly can to keep the Angels. They keep them in there. And uh-huh. if that means selling the stadium, you sell the stadium in a heartbeat. It's like that That's easy. That's crazy. Uh, That's just crazy. To yeah. Follow. And uh, there's been some projects in the works that Artie Moreno has been trying to trying to do, but uh, the city of Anaheim has been dealing with some corruption and some scandals, so he hasn't really been able to do this. He's been trying to purchase the stadium so he can develop the land around it and turn it into like a little little shopping center or whatever. Um, which I think is a really fun plan, and it'll make Angel Stadium a little better because, like, you leave Angel Stadium and you're just like in this vast parking lot. And it's kind no, of literally. like oh. when you lose a game, there's not even anything fun outside. Like, you <laughs> go outside and it's just a parking lot, and everyone's like sad and leaving. Um, some public transit, and the uh, the owner could organize some uh, some deals with that. Make st- make getting to the stadium a lot easier. I would go. To many more Angels games, if I could buy like an Angels Express pass for a train and just hop on, like sick. drive, drive to like I don't. There's a, 
There's a station like 15 minutes from my house in California, and uh, you just take the train up there. That's the way to go, I think. Um, and the question on everybody's mind is, will Otani be sold? And I think the answer is maybe. I think um, if the sale is completed by this offseason, which I don't really know the time frame on selling teams, if the sale is completed this offseason, I think Otani will get sold by the owner next season. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. And if I don't, if it's not, I think Artie might try to re-sign Otani. Unless he starts talking to some deal, some guys, and then he, he might try to trade Otani to get like that fresh, fresh slate. Like the Juan Soto thing, you know, you trade Juan Soto to give the new owner a little fresh start. Uh, any of those are possible right now. I don't see any as more likely than the other. That's fair, yeah. Big question that's weighing on the Angels fans' mind is what happens to Otani and do the Angels move stadiums? And I think I, if you... You go. I think... Uh, I really hope that the Angels don't move stadiums. That would suck for me personally unless they move to like... I don't know, Irvine or something that's a little closer. Imagine if the Angels moved to the Great Park. That would be insane. That's insane. That would be unreal. They are building a huge cricket stadium there. Uh Uh-huh. So the land is there. The land is there, and it's available for purchase. That would be insane. That would be crazy. Because I go there all the time. Yeah. Um, That would be cool. I don't think the city of Anaheim lets the Angels move. I think they give them, like, the stadium for free if it comes to it. Like they want that. Oh, they want those tax dollars. They'll do anything for it. Mm-hmm. And they released a statement that said we, we will be. Uh, they said we're looking forward to continuing the tradition of baseball in Anaheim, which makes it seem like they really would like to have the baseball team there. Makes sense, right? Yeah, and I hope Otani trades. I don't think that we can keep him on the team, sustainably. Yeah. Oh, uh, look. All I'm gonna say is, Otani would look great. A little bit, I would say, like 30 miles up north. Um, I couldn't agree Completely more. different color, clean, color scheme, but... Clean the uh, Dodgers farm system. Clean sick. out the farm system. Do it. I don't S- care. Okay? Bring them, bring them to South Dodger Stadium and send Otani to Dodger Stadium. And that's, fine, uh, that's, that's a good deal for me. I would, be so, I would be unbelievably satisfied if that happened. And then we might be able to make a playoff push with Mike Trout, which I think would be super fulfilling. Uh, that's that. Let's get some lukewarm takes before I start talking about the new schedule because I have some some scorching takes on this. Like mm. no one agrees with me. I've we gotta been... hear this. No, you do do your other topics first. Okay. Um. So slightly lukewarm topics, not as <laughs> uh, um, I don't know, scorching as Jack claims they are, and uh, they are scorching. But anyways. Um, what I care about, that's going to be a new segment. Um, new additions in the World Baseball Classic. Um, Tim Anderson announced this week he's joining Team USA, along with Mookie Betts and Will Smith today. So I'll just give you the potential lineup. You got JT Rio Mudo at catcher or Will Smith, either or. Um, one of those is going to come off the bench. You got Paul Goldschmidt at first, um, Pete Alonso at DH. Trevor Story at um, second base, Arenado at shortstop, um, Tim Anderson also shortstop or third base, one of those, uh, Mookie Betts in the outfield, Bryce Harper, and 
Mike Trout all in the outfield. Damn, you that shit have, is insane. Yeah, and you also have she- Cedric Mullins, who announced last week. So you got so many players. It's literally like the 1992 NBA dream team for basketball. It's inc- it's actually insane. Just the amount, the amount of talent that they've gotten in like such a short amount of time. You know, Easy crazy. USA win. It looks like the USA will be winning Dude. two events coming up shortly. The World Cup, obviously, United <laughs> States win. Men's national team is going off right now. And uh, the World Baseball Classic. World Baseball Classic. I'll the, give you a, a preview, or I'll give you what the Team USA had when they won in 2017. Um, pitchers, they had Chris Archer. They had um, Danny Duffy, Dodgers legend. Um, Michael Fulmer, uh, Michael Gibbons, Sony Gray, J.A. Happ. Um, trying to see if any of these guys are good. Hannah Roar, Drew Smiley. The, all kind of mid, like. All guys that stuff. I've heard of. Uh, they're all they're not like the best, but like, they're they're the best in this competition. Then Nolan Arama, Nolan Arenado. Say that five times fast. Second Bregman, win. Matt Carpenter. Um, Brandon Crawford, um, Paul Goldschmidt, uh, he's back again. Eric Hosmer, Adam Jones, Ian Kinsler, McCutcheon, um, Daniel Murphy, he raked, Buster Posey, Damn. Uh, Stanton, uh, Damn. and Yelich. So Damn. this team is definitely better than the 2017 team. And in 2017, they beat Puerto Rico 8 to nothing in the championship game. So Is it definitely one game? Uh, I think so, yeah. That's whack. Yeah, it's weird. Baseball is too random for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a fun World Baseball Classic roster. I really like for that. For sure, yeah. And speaking of the World Cup, it takes place on my birthday. Oh, really? But it's also, like, in Qatar, so it'll be, like, like... It'll probably start at, like, 11 p.m. on December oh. 17th or something yeah. like that for us. It's wild. You gotta go out and support the team. I know? ain't going to Qatar, bro. <laughs> no, not a chance. I'll still be here. Like my, I'm flying back on the seventeenth. I think so. I think there was a law: if you drink, you can be arrested in Qatar. I'm pretty sure. It's like Seems, super strict stuff up there. Yeah, that wouldn't surprise uh, me all that much. Yeah, but fun stuff. Uh, should be a fun World Baseball Classic for. Um, the red, white, and bluers. If Mike Trout can, like, play. Uh, he seems <laughs> to have some problems with that lately. Drop! Oh, yeah, no. Um, I, I don't know. I could, if he gets hurt, I feel like he could just be, like, there and, like, coaching the team, maybe. Yeah, that's possible. Mm. Got any more lukewarm discussion topics? I do, yeah. Okay. Um, J-Rod. Julio Rodriguez, he secures the bag. Twenty-one-year-old uh, outfielder, he signs an extension for two hundred and ten million, which could add up to four hundred and seventy million when it's all said and done. Uh, deal lasts through twenty twenty-eight, but if he enters MVP voting, um, the M's can choose to extend the deal to eight to ten more years. So that's one of the specifics. If the M's turn down the option. Rodriguez can exercise a five-year, $90 million player option after the 2029 season and hit free agency before his 30th birthday. Um, this season, he's hitting 264 
323 on base, 468 slugging, 19 doubles, three triples, 21 homers, 65 RBIs, 31 walks, 23 stolen bases. Great center fielder and outfielder. Um, home run derby finalist. He's an exceptional talent. Um, only problem with this, I think, um, if the M's start sucking or, okay, all right, yeah. Anyways, yeah, if the M's start sucking and um, he's really good, the M's are going to extend him and he's going to stay with the team. But you could be stuck with like a Mike Trout um, thing because I don't think the Mariners have the best prospects. You yeah. really get that like many guys. So could be stuck in Seattle and basically there's not much to do in Seattle. Um, but yeah, he's kind of stuck if they start sucking. But they don't suck right now, so should be good for him for sure. What do you think about this deal, Jack? That's a hell of a contract to give to a rookie. Yeah, especially for sure. if he doesn't pan out. Like mm-hmm. I know that the contract is structured so that the Mariners can option like they have an option if he's like not that great, but it's still an insane amount of money that he gets. It's like what like 280 million guaranteed or something like that. Like some what's the guaranteed 210 million guaranteed. That's insane. That's unreal for a rookie. It's like yeah, that's a lot of money. Um, uh, I think it's fine. I don't, I don't think it's stupid for the Mariners, and I don't think it's stupid for uh, Julio either. Because there's Definitely these not. there's options for both of them. If things go downhill, if the team gets bad, if Julio gets bad, then they can just part ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you could also like compare this to like Ken Griffey, top prospect. Doesn't really like it, gets traded over to the Reds, and then starts performing, you know? Yep. So, like, stuff like that happens all the time. Uh, could very well be a parallel. I think, didn't A-Rod start off with the... He started with someone else. Seattle. Yeah, or, I think it was Seattle. No, yes, Seattle and then, like, Texas, I think. Yeah, Seattle, Texas. So, um, definitely has happened before top prospects. And Seattle up. can get a hell of a, hell of a haul for... Um, Julio, if he if he wants out, yeah, for sure, um, definitely interesting though. That was a top headline this week. Yeah, no kidding. I got one more, slightly lukewarm. Let me topic. uh, let's talk about protective equipment, and then we'll talk about your lukewarm topic, and then we'll talk about the schedule. And the schedule is a thirty minute discussion. Thirty minutes? Uh, probably not thirty minutes. Let's do it. It's, yeah, it's big. Might as well. Uh, we're gonna have a debate. Okay, here's a question that I'm going to pose to you with no numbers attached. Like, I'm not going to read out any of my statistics. Should pitchers and batters have to wear more protective equipment? Um, I would say no, but I feel like this is a weird question, so I think they need more equipment. So, yes, they need more equipment. <laughs> okay. Uh, there, okay, this this uh, study that I looked at, well, I didn't look into the study. I looked into a couple articles, and they all referenced the same study. There were 2,920 hit-by-pitch injuries in the years 2011 to 2015. So that's five seasons. Uh, in total, those 2,920 hit-by-pitches resulted in 24,624 days missed okay. by players. That's a lot of time missed. They looked at individual hit-by-pitches. They counted every single hit-by-pitch in those five seasons. 
21.8% of hand hit-by pitches, so batters getting hit in the hand, 21.8% of those resulted in missed games. They resulted in an injury. 17% of hit-by-pitches in the head or face resulted in missed games, and 15% of elbow hit-by-pitches resulted in missed games. So the question is, should play, should, not necessarily should, will the owners start requiring more protective equipment? Because when a player gets hit in the hand and breaks his finger, say, I don't know, Bryce Harper, the owner loses hella money on that. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like, you know, some players might want to wear. I think it's more like a personal thing. I think if you, like, start requiring it, you know, like, guys would be like, all right, really? This isn't baseball. You're just wrapping me in bubble wrap and, you know, expect me, you know? I mean, the NFL is doing the same thing right now with the practice helmets. Yeah, Which, uh, I, I gotta. I'm gonna be honest. They look fucking stupid as hell. I'm but saying, yeah. if they work, they work. And there's a lot of things going on right now where people are saying this isn't baseball. So I don't think that this isn't baseball aspect is like important to anybody because people are talking about the electronic strike zone and all this stuff, which really not baseball. Fair enough. Yeah. I don't know. You know. It's whatever, whatever you make out of it, you know. I feel like people will get used to the, the more equipment thing. Um, they got used to the the extra innings rules with runner on second, you know. So it, it just it takes time. But, it does take know. time. So uh, Shohei Otani wears a lot of protective gear. Obviously, yeah. it's because he pitches too, which is crazy. And it's also because he bats lefty and throws righty. So his exposed arm is his right arm, which is kind of tough because that's his pitching arm. Uh, so yeah. he stands like this, and this is his throwing arm. So he gets hit here a bunch. Um, he wears a big elbow guard, and he wears batting gloves that are like... Um, I don't know what the best way to describe them, but they have like armor plates on each of the fingers. So if he gets hit in the hand, it won't break his hands. Mm-hmm. Um, and... They don't seem that intrusive, so I can see the owners like requiring that at a later point. Now we're talking about pitchers. There was a hit-by-pitch earlier. Someone got hit in the head, and this happens at least once a year, and every year we have this conversation. Do pitchers need helmets? Um, should be wearing helmets because not really the most athletic, you know, on the plate. Um... <laughs> I think, especially for pitchers, you gotta preserve everything about them. Not when so you're much. on the mount, do you need like protective oh, head equipment? Mount. Not necessarily a helmet, but like protective equipment. Or padding and stuff. Yeah. Um, I don't know, cause it's very small. Like it, getting hit in the head or the arm or the leg or whatever, doesn't happen too often, you know. So it's kind of like chance, you know. So I guess putting on like like more padding and stuff probably would help but like you know the numbers are so small like there's so many factors that determine getting like hit and stuff right so you know could it could help but also not the biggest deal you know there are protective hats right now that pitchers are using max freed uses one often uh 
It yeah. looks like a regular baseball hat. They just put a little bit of cushioning in there. Um, yeah. But it research shows that they don't really do anything. Mm-hmm. Most hit yeah. by pitches that hit pitchers in the head are below the ha- the hat line. Um, I'm trying to find a picture right now of one of these protective helmets. There are protective helmets that pitchers can opt to use. Uh, they look dumb as hell. I'm I'm gonna be real. Like here, here's a picture of them. Was it focusing? <laughs> yeah. It, uh, yeah. So, here's a here's a side view of that one. So, I really okay. It's not edited that, either. That is not. It's not edited. That's what they look like. That is not the answer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Injuries are a part of baseball, you know. So. I think that pitchers should wear, like a protective, something. Something like not quite what softball pitchers wear, but something similar with a little face guard, and uh, they have s- slightly less intrusive helmets that aren't as ugly and just go over the, the front of the brim, and they just cover up the logo, which is not really a problem for MLB teams because they can just paint it their color. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. I don't know. It's every year there's an injury where a pitcher gets knocked out, and it's kind of scary. And everyone yeah. always says we need to start start using the uh, protection for pitchers, but no one can ever figure out how to do it. This is, uh, I think, what the slightly better option would look like. Or just kind of sits on top. It doesn't look too bad. It doesn't look bad at all, and it doesn't look that uncomfortable because it vaguely resembles the shape of your hat anyway. So yeah, I think something like that would be reasonable for pitchers that's my take on the matter yeah the more protective gear that players wear to get injured is probably better for the sport in the long run because then you don't have guys like Shohei Otani when they get hit they don't miss games or miss starts and then Mike Trout he doesn't get hit by pitching miss games because that happened a little while back and that was bad we didn't like that Bryce Harper got his finger broken which I was sad about and I don't give a shit about the Phillies uh, that's my take on protective equipment in baseball. And we can yeah. move on to the next lukewarm topic. Let's move on to it. It's going to take uh, not that long of a time, but um, get into it. Uh, D-backs top prospect, Corbin Carroll, number three in all of baseball. He's going to make his MLB debut tonight. Um, he's hitting 307 with 24 homers and uh, 1.035 OPS. Um, he plays outfield, 22 years old. Uh, I looked on ESPN's depth charts, and he's already the starting left fielder for the D-backs. Uh, kind of depressing, but still. Um, he was drafted in 2019. Round one, pick 19. Um, he has a great arm. Uh, D-backs get finally one of their top prospects coming up. Um, D-backs have a great farm system. Um, definitely could be problem in the Dodgers side for years to come but um, t- that talent is starting to, to come in for sure for the D-backs so look out for them in the, in the future with Carroll and all the rest of the snakes so yeah that's about it they're starting to get where the O's were like two years ago mm-hmm. where there's like these prospects that are coming up and they're in the top 100 and 
That is so loud. Yeah. Oh, can you hear that? Yeah, it's really loud. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, my dad's a D-backs fan. I don't want to hear it because I know, um, like, in 2017, they had a great team. Um, could be scary for sure. Yep. But, um, yeah, that's baseball. You're going to have teams that are up and coming. All right. All right, let's hear it. Okay. The main event. I'm going to make my argument. And I'm going to like have some points that I'm going to bring up. And I'm going to give you a chance to individually argue all the points that I make. Fair enough. There is a new schedule. And every team will play every team once a season. Mm-hmm. So this might be beneficial. It, it, these are the reasons that it might be a good change. Brings yeah. in more fans. Absolutely. Like, let's let's say you live in Houston. You're a Dodgers fan. You'll go get <laughs> tickets. That's not that's not a realistic scenario, but I, I made it up. You'll go yeah. you'll go to the game every year when it happens. The problem yeah. is now when the Dodgers play in. I gotta make up a new city because you're fucking mocking me. When the, no. when the Dodgers play in Minnesota, the crowd almost sells out. Like, it was almost sold out in Kansas City when I saw the Dodgers play there. It was crazy. But that's uh-huh. that's only yeah. like that because they play once every four years-ish. It's a weird rotation, yeah. And the, that's that's why people go to that game, for sure. Is like... Because it doesn't ever happen. So everyone needs to go see their team when it happens. Um, it probably bring in fans long-term. Like, if I'm an Angels fan and I live in... Uh, Atlanta, maybe then I'll I might be more prone to follow baseball if I get to see my team every other year. Yeah. Uh, so it does help even out the race for the wild card. This is a divisional thing. I'm gonna elaborate more on this later. Now that there's three teams, people are trying to balance out the wild card race a little bit, and that's what this schedule is. They say it's gonna do. Now. Let's move on to why I do not... I personally do not like this change. I don't... This opinion is not based on whether or not it will be good for baseball overall. It's whether I like this. It makes the World Series less special. It makes the World Series what? Less special. How? Teams that have not played each other in four years can match up in the World Series. And it's like a once... Once in four years event, right? Okay. And it adds it adds a little bit of that X factor where two teams that haven't seen each other yet play each other and you're like, damn, we really have no idea what's going to happen. Like it really comes down to which team is playing better and not really like what team is counter-stretting the other better. It's it's a little bit of a – and it uh, helps develop – it shows which team develops their strategies quicker, faster, better, all of that stuff. The separation of the leagues means that there are more divisional games, which makes for better rivalries. Yeah, I guess. Uh, And the reason that it kind of limits rivalries is it limits needing to win your division. When you play more divisional games, you have to be one of the best in the division to have a chance at the wildcard team the wildcard spot, because you're playing teams from your division. And if they're better than you, you're going to get shit on. Uh, to have a chance at the wildcard game, you need to be one of the better teams in your division. But now, new schedule, 
That's lessened. You could theoretically, in this new schedule, lose every single divisional game and still make the wild card. You'd have to win a bunch of the other games. 52 games are now divisional games. Previously, this season, it was 76. So you could lose every single divisional game and still qualify for the wild card, which is not, that is not right to me. That doesn't. All right. Um, I get, I, I can see why teams get tired of playing the same other teams. Yeah. Because I'm an Angels fan. So, like, I know how this shit goes. Like, we play the A's and we win the series. And we play the Astros and we lose the series. And there's zero variance. That's what happens every single time. But I think... Oh, gotta stop you for a second. Trey Turner just got his 1,000th career hit. But That's continue. Cool. That's very cool. Yeah. Series against the M's. The Angels usually win those for whatever reason. Um, last time we played the Astros, we had a 50%... Okay, the last time we played the Astros in Houston, we had a 50% strikeout rate over three games. Yeah. Like, believe me when I say I'm tired of playing the Astros. It's not fun getting shit on. That Dodgers-Giants push was one of the better things that I've ever seen in baseball before, though. Oh, yeah, 106-107. Like, that's that's what really brings the heat is when those teams are fighting for the division. And it's really not uh, that prevalent anymore with the three-game wild card and whatnot. Um, yeah. And I think that excitement factor when you have two good teams in the division is unparalleled. Whether or not you one team has to get shit on by the Astros, like, every single time... Um, that's fine for me, as long as if you as a baseball fan, I'd rather see uh, good divisional rivalries happen elsewhere than my Angels winning against the Astros. Fair enough. Uh, that's those are my thoughts. That's why I do not like this adjusted schedule, and also it moves towards total integration of baseball, where there's like less leagues, over like there's like, you know how the MLS does it, where they have two divisions in, in every conference yeah. or whatever. Uh-huh. And uh, it might be good for baseball in the long run. I don't think it would bring in significantly more fan engagement, and that is boring to me. Yeah, I guess. Um, those are all like pretty good points. Um, I'm going to say it from a different perspective. Uh, a fan of a team who, who like actually wins. I think if you have... Um, a complete full league schedule. This is amazing for baseball because you get Dodgers, Yankees in the Bronx. Astros that's insane, stuff. actually. That's gonna um, be insane. You get Dodgers, Astros in LA, so that'll be super fun. Last time they played, it was I think 2020 in Houston, so in a COVID year, so you yeah, get that, that every kinda... year. Uh huh. That'll be fun. You get. All the top matchups that you want, you're still getting Red Sox, Yankees, you're getting um, Yankees, Astros, you're getting all these. The rivalries are still there, like you said, just not as many games, you know. Um, do I want more Dodgers, Padres? Personally, I think I do. Um, but uh, you get to play different teams. I think it'll be good for the good teams. They get to play teams like the Tigers, the whatever. They get to play teams, the bottom feeders. More wins for them, you know. It'll be. I think this is good for the top teams, especially like from my perspective. But um, it's also good for TV. Um, you definitely grow the it's game even TV, more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like you said, um, 
being a fan of the Angels in Atlanta, you know, uh, you don't actually have to travel all the way out to L.A. to go see the Angels, you know. You do um, every other year. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I'm a big fan of this. I think um, it'll be good. Um, I think all the fans will enjoy this. I think um, the NBA and the NBA, they have every team facing off against each other. It's the same thing, you know. They don't play as many divisions. The NBA is so. <laughs> but other people like the NBA. Yeah, so, not that many, huh. though. Fair enough. Um, but still, divisions... Here's one thing I will say in uh, support of you. Divisions do not matter in the NBA, okay? That's kind um, of what we're moving towards in, in the MLB yeah. right now. Is that's the, Those yeah. are the steps that are being taken. With more wild card spots and uh, less divisional games, we're moving toward a point where divisions are totally irrelevant. Yeah, it's just the conferences and, you know, not a big, like... I think... Because baseball's been around for, like, I don't know, 100, 150 years maybe. Um, MOB's been around for 100. Um, but anyways, um, you take away the divisions. You take away, like, division championships. All those stats are out the window that have been recorded for so long. It's just, like, you know, I'm not a big fan of it, but I'm also kind of liking what they're doing. And, you know, I don't know. It's kind of crazy to think, you know? So, as a Dodgers fan, you have those those historic, long-standing rivalries, like the Giants, because they were both in New York, and yeah. um, the Yankees, because they were also, all three teams New were in York. New York at one point at the same time, which is kind of crazy. And those teams are really old, so they have all this beef with the other teams. Like, the Yankees and the Red Sox is a, is a historic rivalry. But you have teams, like, let's say the Nationals, let's say the Angels... Maybe probably the A's count under this too. Um, those kinds of teams, the Rangers, these newer teams that don't really have that that history to them. Uh, in the event of divisions going away, we just lose all of our fucking rivals. Yeah, like there's no that, there's, that's actually scary. Uh huh. So the, if the if divisions go away, the Angels have no rivalries. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Oh my dude. That's why I'm it, like. All for preserving the the integrity of the divisional rivalry. That's why divisional games are important to me. Is because the Angels have no fucking history because we're the newest. We're one of the newer teams, like the Rays. What are they gonna do? Yeah, they're gonna lose all of their fans. Like the Rays will lose all of their fans. (laughs) Well, I wouldn't say that because you see, like in the NBA, MLS, there's still rivals rivalries, right? And it, it it's still there. It's just. A little bit different, you know. I like, mean, the a- most, yeah, the Angels' rival would still be rivals with the Dodgers. That's inevitable when two teams share the same city. I mean, I know the Angels aren't in LA, but we're in the greater LA metro area, if you want to call mm-hmm. it that. Um, yeah. And I mean, you as a Dodgers fan even like having more games against the Padres. Yeah, for and sure. I think that rivalry disappears. I'm going to be honest. I think that rivalry disappears if you're not in the same division. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, the Angels would still have rivals, but I don't think it would be any... I think it would be significantly less intense. Mm-hmm. I don't think it it's would matter like as much. It's more like a long stretch. Uh, that's kind of what I'm... 
getting at with that one. It's like you have these historic this his, these historic franchises, and then you have the new ones that are like kind of. And um, it really, really, what it does is it boosts the uh, the good divisions even more. Like the West will get even better because they'll just be like shitting on the net the Nationals and the the A's <laughs> and all those teams. They'll get to they'll get a chance to own every single one of those teams where teams in bad divisions will just get wrecked which is fine but it also kind of diminishes the whole idea of like winning the division and being competitive and that's where a lot of rivalries and excitement comes from is those divisional races at the end of the season yeah no for sure um i hope manfred doesn't like after after you like start expanding <laughs> in, you know think i'm more on your side now the i like just like the TV, I think that's... The like TV, kind of... it's all about the money for the MLB and having uh, no divisions moves them closer to that goal. Yeah, but we'll see for sure. Oh, um, yeah. Need those rivalries, absolutely, if you get rid of those. That's part Ooh. of the allure of baseball for me. There's there's other sports. Even the NFL is like not that that huge on intra-divisional intra rivalries. Not as big as baseball is. Uh, that's part of the fun of baseball for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those wacky, like, oh, we play the Astros like 80 times in one season. Like, uh, keeps it interesting. It does keep it interesting. And it's a good way to mark which which teams are getting better and which teams are doing worse because, like, uh, you play the same teams every year. So if you do better against those same teams, you just – and it's uh, – you play the same amount of home and away games. That's my take on the whole matter. That's my – belief system you came prepared i did come prepared i wrote yeah i wrote like a page of stuff on this actually it was less than a page but um i'm very passionate that this is a bad change <laughs> yeah yeah it would probably bring in fans long term boost the tv deal that's all I that guess, matters yeah. to mlb so because it's a dying sport and if you do this it has a chance you know Something I did not get to prepare because it came out last night at 2 a.m. when I was awake. Bob Nightingale, first to report, minor leaguers are now included in the MLBPA. Wow. The minor leaguers are unionized. That's crazy. What's going to happen, man? (laughs) (laughs) It's, uh... People are saying that the owners are just going to cut out both A-balls. Really? Because they, they can't, like, take advantage of the minor leaguers anymore, and thus it's, like, not making them any money, and so they're just going to, like, throw them in the trash and just, like, get rid of their, their minor league teams, except double-A and triple-A. And they're only going to hold on to the good players. They're not going to That'd be... Out. That's insane. Uh-huh. That's what people on Twitter are saying, but also the people on Twitter, and so they have no fucking idea what they're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, I, yeah, I you gotta keep. Is, you gotta, you know, yeah. yeah, like you can't. I don't know. It's it's crazy. You know, uh, the minor leaguers gotta get some representation though. So Fair I'm, enough. I'm yeah. I'm fine with them getting representation. It'll suck if the owners cut two minor league teams though. And the the two uh, the two leagues or whatever. God, Craig Kimbrell sucks. Uh, the the two leagues. Um, I don't know. Like if you get rid of those. You lose a lot of baseball players, so yeah, it's tough, you know. 
it's like the NFL, you know, you don't have minor league teams. It could turn into that, you know. I don't Just think baseball could teams. ever do that. Like, no, it's been there for so long. And you got to got to keep the players keep with what you got. And player development is so unique in MLB. Mm-hmm. It's like absolutely. You cannot come out of college and be good. Yeah. Uh, does that conclude it for the episode? Is there anything else? I got my rankings. Oh, the Belvis rankings. Yeah, week two in a row. Um, let's get into it. AL hitters. Uh, Nate Lowe for the Rangers. Bobby Witt. Um, Adolis Garcia had a good week. Aaron Judge and Riley Green finally performing for the Tigers. Um, National League hitters. Mookie Betts. Stud. Alec Bohm. Uh, Matt Olson, JT Riamuto, and Mark Canna all had good weeks, uh, respectively. Uh, hitters of the week, Nate Lowe for the Rangers. He had 385, 407 on-base percentage, 10 hits, one triple, one walk, four homers, 11 RBIs, four multi-hit games, one five RBI game, and only four strikeouts in 26 plate appearances. Um, National League Player of the Week, Mookie Betts. 308, 379 on base percentage, eight hits, two doubles, one walk, three home runs, uh, six RBIs, two stolen bases, two multi hit games, one four hit game, only five strikeouts, and 26 split appearances. Um, pitchers of the week, God, you suck, Craig Kimbrell. Um, pitchers, Domingo Herman uh, of the Yankees, Joe Ryan, Alec Manoa. Verlander and Dean Kramer from Baltimore all had good weeks. National League, Aaron Nola had a good week. Montgomery had a good week. Justin Steele of the Cubbies had a good week. Kyle Wright and Edward Cabrera both had good weeks. Um, Pitchers of the week, American League, Joe Ryan, 12.1 innings pitched. Um, 1.46 ERA, .81 ERA, not, sorry, .81 Whip, two earned runs, four hits, one win, and 14 strikeouts. Uh, nationally, pitcher of the week, Aaron Nola, nine innings pitched, zero earned runs, .56 whip, five hits, 11 strikeouts, one win. I would give it to Montgomery, but he gave up five earned runs. Um, so Nate Lowe, Mookie Betts, Joe Ryan, and Aaron Nola are the players of the week. That's going to do it. And Craig Kimbrell is about to walk. Um, the base is loaded, and the Dodgers are about to lose to the Marlins. So I'm watching the Angels game. I think the inning just ended, but uh, Mike Trout was mm-hmm. standing next to Anthony Rizzo on first base. And I'm like, damn. Really? These guys look eerily similar. Why? Because they're white? They, I don't know. They look the same, though. Get it. Double play. Double play. One, two. No! <laughs> <laughs> God, I hate this team. Oh, I hate the Dodgers. We're only the best team. Ray Turner overthrew Freddie Freeman <laughs> by a couple of feet. Oh, damn. And um, he had to jump up there. He couldn't make the play. He got Yikes. one out, though. Oh, that's God. Run yeah. scores, though, right? Nope. Oh. First and third. Oh, I thought you said walk with the bases loaded. No, walk you meant the walk bases the bases loaded. loaded. Okay. That's a little walk. more reasonable. Uh-huh. That was a bad throw. You saw that? Yeah, I just opened it right now and the replay was up. Yeah. Uh, what else is there? There was something else that I wanted to say. Oh, it might be over for you, Andrew. What? 
I may have found a battery mate. Oh? I may have oh. found someone to throw with. Okay. If I did, it's GG's for you. Keep that same energy. I um, will. Hold on, I give will. me one second. Are you going to look up my, my statistics, my 11 ERA? Except I don't think any of those runs were actually earned, so it was actually zero. Oh, really? I don't know. There's so um, many errors. What the? Well, um... You're going to go I to the Boomers batting cages? Witty, but, um... Adam Eaton went to Miami. Uh, Chris Sexton went to Miami. So, you're in trouble, dude. I'm learning from all of them. They're going to teach me how to hit and... Let's see if anyone if anyone from KU baseball. Probably you probably have more. No, we're not a baseball school. Uh, baseball in the major leagues on the KU official website. This is exactly what I'm looking for. Any interesting names? I don't know any of these players. I don't know any of these guys. I'm like looking for one legend. But there's yeah. none. Oh, it's no big Ben went to Miami. Work. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, we're not playing football. We're playing baseball. So fair enough. Um. Yeah, Adam Eaton is the number one player at Miami. There was a uh, there was a player from KU that was on the San Francisco Giants World Series team in really? 2014. Yeah. Who was it? Brett Bocci. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. I, I've never heard of him before in my life. He's a pitcher. I'll, I'll call him Bruce up right Bochy, now. Bruce Bochy, the manager? No, Brett. Oh. Jeff, that's not a guy. Sam Freeman, he played on a bunch of different teams. I've begun to notice that the more teams a player has next to his name, the worse he is. <laughs> yeah, you don't say, right? <laughs> what? Get this guy out, please. A lot of pitchers from KU. But like bad bullpen pitchers that pitch like Oh really? Like every other year or whatever for like eight different teams. Yeah. Mike Zagurski. See Who if this guy has a good ERA. Walter Alston. Oh, he played one year with the Cardinals. That's great. Mike Zagurski? Dude, he's kind of wide. What the fuck? Bases are loaded, one out. That's um, tough. Yeah. Anyway, that's going to conclude our episode today. Uh, KU baseball is better than Miami baseball. It is a fact of life. And another fact of life, I am better than Andrew. Um, okay, I'm a better pit- I'm a better pitcher than you are hitter. We will settle this this summer. We Unless I don't get someone pitch. to throw with. If I don't get someone to throw with, you then I will screwed. be ass. That's uh-huh. the way that this works cuz I need to get my reps in. You got to build the arm strength, got to get the velo up to upper 80s, low 90s. Fair enough, fair That's enough. What I've Whatever been throwing. helps you sleep at night, you know? But All right. Uh, we'll see what happens. We'll see you next week on Monday, everybody. Goodbye. Yep. So